Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon, to break it all down this week. We are back fresh off an LSU win at Florida. I was with my brother-in-law this weekend who went to Florida, and let me tell you, uh, it was a tough evening for him uh, watching that one in the uh, back of a wedding. So, Look, Shay, a lot of momentum for LSU after this one. You got Ole Miss coming in at 2.30, starting to be fall. Everything's going right right now. It's hoodie weather. Yeah, it's like 50-something degrees in Baton Rouge today. Tomorrow is uh, supposed to be like 39 at some point. I don't know. Is yeah. Dallas even colder than that? Yeah, it's it's uh, supposed to be about 36 tomorrow morning. So we are, uh, we've ditched the summer weather, it seems like. No complaints. Hey. The corny uh, segue there. You know, it's actually red hot, though. LSU football recruiting, or at least the team right now, coming <laughs> off of a win. Everybody everybody wants to know what's going on, what's next. You know, it's crazy, the ups and downs of a season. Everything's falling apart. Could it, could it spiral? Could it affect recruits? Well, look, recruits got it the best. They don't, you know, go up and down like fans do and not calling fans irrational, but you know, make irrational decisions for their futures based off one game. If they did, LSU would be flipping all three, you know, the top quarterbacks in the country after uh, beating Florida like that. Um, and, and certainly would have uh, a, a top, a, a number one recruiting class right now uh, if they had all uh, left the Gators class, come on over to LSU. So look, we, we, we know there's some momentum back behind LSU now. It's a big recruiting weekend. We're going to have a huge visitor list, we feel like, uh, to share with you guys on the BengalTiger.com, which, by the way, 
still people are just finding out about the dollar for the year and you get the hat. We've had two people on the board just today go, wait a second, I get a hat? Yeah, I don't know. We usually, Matty B does a good job of selling the hat on the podcast. I don't have it right in front of me, though. He usually pulls it out and, and reveals it. But yes, uh, or some people, I would just think the hat's worth the dollar. And then you get a free year of VIP, you know, on three plus membership uh, behind the paywall to everything on the site, including us. So don't let us down. It's worth it. I, I've had a couple of people say they joined after listening to the podcast. So maybe they are. Stacking we'll get, them up. We're trying to build a big community here. We're, we're getting through to people. And, and look, LSU has, has gotten through a few recruits uh, that are going to be on campus uh, this weekend. It's, it's kind of going to be a nice reunion for some of these commits who haven't been back in a minute. Uh, let's lead off with one, and then we'll kind of get into some rankings talk. Um, but Deshaun Womack, you know, the guy that, that we have at on three as a five-star. If the rankings ended today, LSU would have Shelton Sampson, Zalance Hurd, and Deshaun Womack as its five stars in the class of 2023. He's having a huge senior year for St. Francis. He's one of the big visitors that's going to be on campus. And look, I mean, anytime you can get your commits, especially the highly touted ones, back on campus, that just continues to help build these relationships and these bonds to uh, keep them firm in their commitments. Yeah, look, I think Deshaun Womack is a guy who, out of everyone they have committed, they have 22 kids committed right now, uh, Billy. And I think if you're going up and down the list, there will be a lot of guys who play early. But if you're looking for the Will Campbell, Emory Jones, Harold Perkins, like <clears throat> Mason Taylor, the guy who is going to come in and play right away, I think Womack for me is number one on the list. I think they lose a couple of D linemen. Ojolari will be gone. Gay will be gone. You'll start to kind of shift the uh, D line around a little bit with the return of Mason Smith. Um, we'll see what Jaquel and Roy does. But my point being, Jamar Kane's going to be moving some current pieces he has. He's going to be welcoming in a new class. And he's got, what, three top 50 guys? So, I mean, guys like Duran Reed in the middle or as a defensive lineman, Womack as an edge rusher, I think they'll play early. But we've talked about it on the pod before. I think you've agreed. Womack, for me, number one on the list. I won't be surprised if he starts in the season opener. Yeah, wouldn't shock me either. Uh, looking forward to seeing Duran Reed. You mentioned him uh, next week. Hopefully he's back for Carver and I get to uh, see him in Atlanta. If not, we'll shift some plans around and see uh, who I go out and see that Thursday night in Atlanta. If you're in or around Atlanta, let me know. Maybe we grab lunch, we'll subscribe or hang out. Uh, we can work something up. So look, we, we kind of keep the thing, uh, the train moving. Three LSU DB commits at this point uh, that I have heard are expected back in Baton Rouge this weekend. Let's lead off with one that I think is important that we touch on because we have gotten some questions about him on the board, and that's Dalen Austin, the four-star defensive back out of California. Uh, he's somebody that is pretty quiet when it comes to recruiting. He's very difficult to honestly get in touch with just in general. College coaches have kind of shared that uh, from multiple schools uh, with his folks even. Uh, they they kind of go through them and, and hope that they can chat with Dalen here and there. Oregon has not let up its push. Now he's set to be back in Baton Rouge. That's a big deal for, deal for LSU. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Oregon, and he's got connections there, whether it's high school or former teammates being on the roster there in the commitment group. So I would keep an eye on the Ducks. and But more so for me, Billy, like if you're recruiting around the country, which they are in this class, I mean, we're – 
Womack's a, a kid out of the DC area. They've got, um, or Baltimore, I guess they've got kind of kids all over the map. Um, what Minnesota at Jackson Howard, but Las Vegas, Jeremiah Hughes. I look at Austin being from California and I think, okay, almost never does LSU get anyone from California and they haven't really tried at any like high rate. Like even when coach O was here, he coached at Southern Cal, like he had ties into LA and they were recruiting kids, but either never really got into it and, and certainly never far enough to have a commitment. So getting Austin committed, I thought was big, but holding him, I thought was the bigger thing, like to be able to get through signing day, get him onto campus because I don't know. We'd have to go look. I can't remember the last time LSU had a California kid on roster. It might have been Hayden Reddick at quarterback. Many moves Eli Rick. That's right. Is that that doesn't count for me as an IMG guy? No, it counts. He was at Modern Day when he committed and then transferred. Come on, like that one's got to count. So. And then his family moved so. to Baton Rouge. So. And his family moved to Baton Rouge. So and he doesn't play for not. LSU anymore. He plays for Bama. So I don't know how much that worked out for you. He's a guy that got out of Louisiana and went to Alabama. Um, add him to the list. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jeremiah Hughes will also be back in town. He's back on the field. Uh, I see what you did there, Shay, with the with the adjustable. That was just some in-game well. adjustment. That's what everybody wants out of their coaches. I'm just giving it in-game oh, adjustments. Uh, Jeremiah Hughes better. back on campus. He's back on the field for Bishop Gorman after sitting out a couple weeks, give it, letting his knee rest up. Uh, he's ready for playoffs for for Gorman and then Ashton Stamps who we just had an update on as well. Uh, and he just released his midseason uh, senior tape. Really impressive, Shay. So that group at the very least, and there are probably going to be others, but that group I heard is going to be back in Baton Rouge. And I, I know you and I are both high on Ashton Stamps. Yeah, I love Ashton Stamps. And I think almost nearly all the time, not every time, but most of the time across LSU's really past couple of decades of recruiting Rummel, when you you've hit on those kids, even walk-ons. I mean, a lot of their better players have come out of Rummel. Um, and I think Stamps is next in line. We saw him at Camp Billy. Uh, he went to every camp until he earned his offer. He's really dialed up things as a senior. Uh, Peter Rauterkus went out there from our, our site and watched him play and caught up with his, head, with his head coach. And that article's on our site now at the Bengal Tiger. But his coach talks about just the physicality being there uh, that maybe he lacked in years past. And, you watch him on film. Some people already kind of comped him to Jay Ward in the sense of a kid who's leaving high school and can play safety, corner, nickel. He's got some real versatility to his game. Um, I think on the on-three consensus, which averages out everybody, right, Billy, he's their lowest-ranked commitment. I think he's actually one of their better commitments. So I think by the time senior years are done, evaluation processes are complete. Uh, he'll be one guy in the class that you look back on and think, man, look at a position of need, which is anywhere in the defensive backfield right now. Uh, that was a big one for him. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to find his way on the field early on because of that versatility as well. He's shown it. You and I talk to talk to people all the time. Some people, you know, for the most part are saying he's a corner to start out for us, but don't be surprised if he plays safety. He's just got that versatility to his game. Uh, he was recruited at safety this summer. Uh, kind of flipped him to a corner with, you know, seeing some of his tape. They just feel like they got a really good football player in him, and uh, I agree. So you've got those guys. Look, uh, we talked about um, Dalen Austin. Julian Sand is visiting Alabama, the, the four-star quarterback um, who LSU is hot on. He's visiting Alabama this weekend. LSU trying to get the California thing going, like I requested early, early 
this summer from uh, or early this fall from uh, Brian Kelly. I said I'd like to keep going out to California every year to see somebody so they can get Julian saying that keeps that rolling. That keeps me a Brian Kelly fan for sure. Um, look, now, you know, one name, I think, in the secondary that is coming to town this weekend that's going to stick out in a big way. Isaac Smith out of the state of Mississippi, a four star prospect. You've got Ole Miss. You've got Mississippi State gunning for him. LSU entered the mix with him uh, with an offer. Texas A&M is lurking. This guy just seems like he has all the options uh, late in the game for his recruitment. And uh, he's very much uncommitted and, and taking these visits and seeing how things uh, how things look to him when he's ready to make his decision. Yeah, look, this is kind of where things stand right now, Billy. I'll go over their DB room, which actually really does need uh, to be boosted in a big way through this class and maybe again through the portal just because they don't have a lot of numbers. Um, but we talked about Ashton Stamps. If you say at least he may start out as a corner, you would have him, Dalen Austin out of California. We've talked about him and Jeremiah Hughes, who we just talked about as well, uh, out of Las Vegas. So you got three corners committed. Michael Doherty coming out of Grayson has been really one of their first commitments. He might have been their first or second, but he was in that very early group that committed in the fall. Uh, he's thought of as kind of a nickel. And then, Billy, at safety, you've got Ryan Yates, who out of Texas publicly doubled down on his commitment this week. He put out even a graphic saying, I'm fully committed. Um, I guess that comes in the wake of other schools recruiting him. Really, Oklahoma has been a school that's been talked about of if he shows up on visits or doesn't. Um, but he seems locked in. And then your other guys, Kylo Jackson out of Zachary here in Baton Rouge, who uh, is a high four-star player. So three corners a nickel, two safeties. You kind of have needs everywhere. Um, I think that's kind of what makes Isaac Smith intriguing. That, that would be a third safety, a third pure safety. Obviously, a lot of these guys have versatility, like you talked about with stamps. But everybody seems to want him right now late in the game. LSU's making their push, getting him to campus, obviously, this weekend's big. You get he gets to see them play in in-state school in Ole Miss, so you'd like to be able to beat them because their school, like State, very heavily involved. Uh, but we say this about once a year, um, or at least we start to say it once a year and remind people, Billy, it's tough to recruit Louisiana. Like Bama is one of the only schools that's come into Louisiana um, and taking guys that were really at the very top of LSU's board. Now, other schools, TCU being one of them for a long time, made good evals and ended up getting good kids out of Louisiana. But it's been Bama and it hasn't been Georgia comes in every year and it can take kids or Florida um, or anyone, A&M, even with the arrival of Jimbo Fisher. You look at Mississippi, even Bama has trouble getting into Mississippi. Like when LSU got Deion Smith, the number one player out of Mississippi, that was a massive deal. Now, granted, he left campus after a year. He went back to Juco in Mississippi uh, and is trying to get back potentially with Ole Miss. But it drives home the reality. It is really hard to get those kids right now late in the game. Isaac Smith seems like a guy State really wants, Ole Miss really wants. Uh, and you have to see if you're an LSU uh, can you end up getting him into the class? I think that will be one to watch, but with some reserved kind of hesitancy of knowing, all right, both in-state schools really want him, and now we're in the NIL era. Does that make it even tougher to get Mississippi kids? Um, I don't know. It'll be worth monitoring, but yes, they want him, and yes, he'd be a take at any point, and he'll be on campus this weekend. Well, yeah, and then another thing in, in terms of the, okay, they, they're in it, but also reserves – He's a Louisiana bootlegger, but again, he's from Mississippi. I mean, the last Louisiana bootlegger off the top of my head from Mississippi ended up being Kamari Rogers, who they backed off of in the end, and he, he ended up going 
elsewhere. But it's just kind of one of those wild things. There's ties. There's things that make sense. Can they do it? Can they pull it off? It's another story. We'll continue to monitor him. But he's very interested. Um, you know, seemed to really like Kerry Cooks when they extended the offer to him. Uh, so we'll see how the visit goes. Um, it's an unofficial visit. So if he takes his recruitment kind of the whole way, they could get him back in December potentially. Uh, that's a good thing to know um, with Isaac Smith as well. So we're going to touch on some other visitors uh, on the BengalTiger.com. We'll have that for you. Again, a dollar for a year. Just sign up. I mean, you'll get all the uh, official visitors and you'll get through, you know, early signing day and all of that, all the scoop. And regular uh, signing day and the whole yeah, offseason. Yes, it's a yeah. dollar, guys. Come on now. That's where we're putting all the scoop anyhow. Here we're just <laughs> rapping about the scoop. Yeah. That's where we actually so, answer the questions. So we, we, we've got those vis that visitor list coming on the BengalTiger.com. Check it out. Uh, right now, though, we're going to kind of shift gears and go a little bit uh, to one of my favorite discussions uh, always on the board. Something that certainly drives – uh, discussion uh, and passionate discussion, and that's the rankings. The updated 2024 oh. on 300 is out. Uh, Shay, uh, is this the part of the podcast I hate where rankings, like, I go on a rant and you just kind of like shut it down? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't love rankings day like you. I don't want everybody out there arguing. Uh, but hey, it wasn't that one. We're, we're not at the end of the cycle. This week's for 2024. So juniors midway through their junior year, obviously. <clears throat> um, and we talked a good bit about it on the board. We broke down kind of where Louisiana's at, where it might be trending. Um, but one guy of note, Billy, Julian Sayan moved up in the overall rankings so among quarterbacks. So I think he was sixth, and now he's fourth. Um, with Dylan Rayola, who's committed to Ohio State, who's been the number one prospect overall uh, quarterback-wise. And he's in there with DJ Lagway and Ryan Puglisi. Puglisi just committed to Georgia. And obviously Lagway is uncommitted. He's a guy LSU's had on their campus a bunch and has been recruiting. But uh, you mentioned earlier, Sayan visits Bama this weekend. Then at any point, really, he's going to be announcing his decision. Again, only a junior in uh, high school, but dominoes are starting to fall. Look, Puglisi committed to Georgia. He was on Georgia's short list of quarterbacks they liked. Um, but now we see, look, Bama's going to host him. I think it'll be interesting to watch what Bama really does here because, yes, they like Julian Sayan, and, yes, they're recruiting Lagway and a couple of other guys out there, but they've also got a two-quarterback class right now, including a Baton Rouge kid, Eli Holstein, then um, what's his name out of Georgia, the pitcher that's committed? Uh, Dylan Lonergan. Uh, Lonergan, Dylan Lonergan, two four-star top you know, 300 players uh, committed to the Tide. Do they want to get those guys to the finish line at early signing day before, you know, then you take a quarterback for the next year? Does And, you know, you hope that the, those two guys, uh, it doesn't affect their commitment in any way. But we'll see what happens there with Bama. But, Billy, you and I both believe and have maintained that Sayan's done his homework. I think he sees LSU's prioritized him. Uh, Joe Sloan's done a great job here uh, as the quarterback's coach and primary recruiter at that position. Uh, and LSU might not be far off from – a commitment from a guy on the on three consensus. We talked about uh, the on three rankings having it number four. The on three consensus has been number two overall quarterback in the country uh, behind Ohio State's commitment, Rayola. Pretty big way to start the class, as Birkenstock had said on the board today. If you can, we're talking about 24, so what they have five commitments for next year. If you can pop in a quarterback at that level, Billy, from I just got on my California rant earlier about how they can never get to California kids and here they go in back-to-back -back classes, potentially getting them. If you get a quarterback like that, 
does it then bleed into the rest of your class? I would say yes. That's how you attract the big time talent. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of quarterbacks, they, they just get into the, you see some flips here and there, right? But rarely do you kind of see a name brand program getting somebody on board and then them flipping. Like, you know, right. any of these programs that have won a national championship in the 2000s or even the 90s, if you get your quarterback on board, you got them, and there's a very slim chance of them flipping for the most part. And they become an extension of the coaching staff, which is very important. Uh, they become a leader. There are, you know, a few leaders in that class of 24 already. Um, Maurice Williams, who uh, rose up a good bit uh, in the rankings. Jojo Stone, who rose up a good bit in the rankings. Uh, that whole class is just honestly really tight. The 2024 class, Zion Ferguson, Xavier Atkins, you know, we talked – about uh, them last week, you know, really bonding over uh, that visit uh, when they were in town for the Tennessee game after the game. Th this class, if they get Julian saying it has a chance to really take off. So he moves up in the overall quarterback ranking, stays exactly the same overall in terms of his, uh, you know, number 47 overall ranking in the country. That's a good sign. And I think it's well-deserved. There were some guys, a couple guys ahead of him that needed to maybe trim back a little bit, and they did. Um, now you look at him and look at Duran Reed can't go on Thursday night. I mean, Carl's bad plays next Thursday. Maybe I'm fl flying coast to coast, but uh, they also have uh, some other rankings that we updated uh, in that class for some of these LSU commits. Um, and some of them, you know, are probably a little bit of a hot, hot button. You know, Tavion Galloway drops out of the on 300 from number 160. He's a guy that we saw, you know, multiple times really. Uh, over the course of the last uh, six months or so. And, and you just kind of got the feeling that you want to see more from him athletically. But on the flip side of things, Shay, if they get some of these guys that broke into the on 300 in Louisiana, especially um, Wardell Mack moved up, who's the John Eric corner. He's now a top 80 overall prospect. Uh, Jawan Johnson is now in the on 300 as the state's number two prospect, 117th overall those are really important prospects to land and start building that momentum in state for 2024, because 2024 could be a really interesting cycle for LSU. We talk about it every year with them evaluating the state, finding some of the guys late. They are really going to have to, I think, turn over some stones. We know they'll find some guys, but look, they've offered more 2025 running backs at this point than they have in all of 2024, and none of them come from Louisiana so far. That's just kind of to give you a snapshot of the state in 2024 right now with where it stands. It's just kind of a hard state to see that many LSU dudes, even though I'm sure they will come up at some point. Yeah, I think they'll emerge. I mean, it'll, it, again, it won't be top heavy like it has been in recent years. Like this year, Arch Manning, Derek Williams, Zalons Hurd, Shelton Sampson. Like you're going multiple five stars deep. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that, but we'll see it flesh out to the point where, you know, they'll have 10, 11, 12 guys out there that are highly ranked top 200, 250, 300 level guys at LSU's either offered or kind of recruiting and monitoring. So just midway through junior seasons, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, doesn't really concern me. Look, I, they're going to have to always lean heavy on Louisiana. And because of that, you want the state to give you a ton every year. So almost it defaults into an excellent class for you. 
Uh, and then you say, look, look, maybe looking at next year, they have to do a little bit more work, a little bit more digging. But uh, typically the, the cream of the crop rises in Louisiana. when We find out who those top guys are. And uh, I think it all fleshes itself out to be the same. So the focus for me right now would be kind of these senior year evaluations. I mean, there's guys around the state right now that could be on the cusp of getting an offer. Everyone's past the midway point of the year. Now you're working towards November and the playoffs. So I think with early signing day approaching for me, one of the storylines is 22 commitments, which they did a great job here. Like we talked about the Tennessee game, they lost and it's not the end of the world for recruiting because recruits aren't going to pay attention to like the highs and lows of it all. The point remains the same after they go on the road and have a huge program whenever Florida, you don't route, you know, roll off a bunch of commits next week. I think a big part of that has been they haven't had any commits since the season started. It was low convince everybody to get into the class, load them all up, all the in-state kids and your big out-of-state targets. And we heard him say it, Billy. Every one of these recruits said the coaches told us this offseason not to expect the LSU that's going to be here when you're here, right? Like we're going to have our struggles. We're rebuilding this from the ground up. We need you to be a part of that in year two. But this year, don't let our win-loss record deter you from where we're going. Now, at five and two, it doesn't seem terrible at all, does it? But I think that it's allowed them to now focus on football. The core of the class is done. Then evaluate these seniors in Louisiana and around the country, but press for the big names left. We talked about Isaac Smith out of Mississippi. There's Toviano in Texas. Harbor coming out of the D.C. area, a guy taking an official visit in December as a five-star. Uh, D.J. Chester on the offensive line. Um, there's guys still out there that they're in the thick of it with. They're going to be recruiting till the end. But the fact that they've been able to focus on football and not have to every game have official visitors and rely on kind of swaying kids on those weekends, uh, I think has been really key for them. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's that's 100 percent right. And, and another thing, too, kind of comes to mind. Look, I mean, COVID 2020, all these guys that are in that class of 2024, they're freshmen in high school. You know how you wonder kind of how much that actually affected, you know, maybe their development early on. They missed that freshman year, that first intro to high school. You know, Louisiana kind of impacted even in 2021. Now, maybe we see some of these guys emerge late um, as maybe late bloomers just because they didn't get that stage that some of these guys have had, like a Harlem Bear, Barry in 2025. He breaks out this year uh, or last year, really, and, and you know, is able to dominate and show what he can do and continue that this year. Now he's on the radar. He's got a chance to be a five-star in my mind in the class of 2025. Now you kind of look at another prospect who rose up the the rankings and and we'll kind of close out with him, I would say, and 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 make a couple quick notes here on a couple others. But Sterling Dixon, who LSU leads for uh, or or just barely uh, trails Auburn in the on three recruiting prediction machine, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah, still just trails Auburn. Uh, but the latest prediction uh, is for LSU with his uh, recruitment from Sam Spiegelman. He's set to announce on December 1st, Auburn, Alabama, and LSU battling it out really for Sterling Dixon out of Mobile Christian. He makes the move from edge to linebacker in our rankings. And I've watched the tape. I just feel like he's still, still an edge guy, still a little, you know, maybe raw in coverage just with his frame. I think I see him adding more weight and being somebody that, you know, plays a little bit more, uh, in that box off that edge. And I, I think that's where LSU is recruiting him for the most part. 
but he rose all the way up from about 246, I think, to the number 60th overall prospect in the country. And he has a, excuse me, he has an announcement date set, what, late November or early December? It's one of the two. December 1st. December 1st. Um, So what, a 24 prospect, again, you'll have to hold on to him for a whole year if you do go into Mobile, uh, the Mobile area in Alabama to get him because Bama and Auburn are his other top schools. Uh, But I do, I think LSU's got a good shot here to land that initial commitment. And I think it's a testament to what Jamar Kane can do on the recruiting trail. We've seen it in this current class. We're seeing it in the next year's class uh, with him getting a lot of defensive linemen and edge rushers onto campus for visits, uh, which then puts you in a position like this uh, to ultimately land an early commitment. Um, we don't have picks in. I don't, at least. Do you? Nope. No, not yet. A little risky on a Bama kid who's wanted by Bama and Auburn, but we'll see in a month's time, uh, a little more than a month, uh, what he ends up doing. But uh, overall, Billy, it's a good LSU sitting pretty in recruiting with uh, the latest ranking shuffle in the industry for the 23 class. So these are the seniors who are going to be on the team next year. They do have a top five class now. They moved up from six to five. So number five class, 22 commits. We think they take around 28, 29 um, if the right guys say yes down the stretch. And we'll see it if they hand out new offers. But um, that's about as good as you can ask for. Uh, I think right now as a program, you're sitting pretty. You're five and two on the field. Vegas thought you'd win about seven games. You're trending in the right direction there. You've got a top five class. You're trending in the right direction there. Um, things are moving well for LSU right now. Absolutely, there sure are. And let me quick hit for you guys a few notable prospects uh, in the 2024 class that moved up. Duncanville, Texas, Edge, Colin Simmons, now number 11th overall up from number 38. So he's a five-star prospect, and I think that's right on the money. He was awesome the few times I've seen him play uh, this year. Waco, Texas Connolly DB, Kobe Black, up into number 16 from number 28. LSU's really high on him. We dropped some intel on him on the site last week. Uh, Zena Umezulu, uh, who I'm going to see, big target for Jamar Kane out of Allen, Texas. I'm going to see him play on Thursday when they take on Denton Geyer with Ryan Yates. Uh, He's up inside the top 100 even farther. Kamarian Franklin, a defensive lineman out of Mississippi, four-star target for the Tigers, up nine spots, number 52 overall. Charleston Collins out of Arkansas moves up number 235 to number 133. Um, And those are really the big ones outside of Jalen Crawford, who moves up 67 spots to number 200 overall. He was a guy that was on campus as well for that Tennessee game and is a big target, too, for LSU. Almost every guy you mentioned there has already visited LSU for a game this year, if not every single one of them. And has been on campus multiple times. I, I, I'm pretty sure Kamari and – yeah. By the Staff's end of the done week, a good job with that. Of they getting have done kids a terrific for the, job. Not just this class, but next year as like – this is a perfect example. You go live – List off the guys who just rose, became some unranked or, you know, outside the top 300 or were lower ranked, you know, whatever it might have been. These weren't all guys who were just sitting in the top 50 and they're like, hey, let's get these guys on the campus because they're highly ranked. These were good evals, good offers. They got them to campus multiple times. And now we're looking at midseason and five, six guys you listed just then are top 100 players. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're seeing it kind of hit. All right, spring. Get them in for summer. Hope they camp. Maybe not. They've got the Bayou Splash thing they do. We'll see how the recruiting calendar all 
works out in the future, how that changes things. But they're kind of, every every single time you kind of say, hmm, that guy hasn't been here in a minute. It's almost like he pops up. Like Kamari and Franklin going to be one of the guys that visits for the Ole Miss game this weekend as of now. It was kind of like, hmm, it's about that time he should be hitting Baton Rouge. And sure enough, out of that group, I think I listed off, he was the one that hadn't visited for a game yet this year. So good on the staff. They're, they're, they've got a really good um, organized effort to get these guys on campus a good bit, and, and they've done that. So, Shay, we've gone on over 30 minutes now. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Please keep uh, subscribing to thebengaltiger.com. For a dollar, it's for a, a dollar. year. It's a dollar. Your, Come on, guys. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. Tell all your friends. Uh, and subscribe to the YouTube page. Just hit that like button. If you like, if you listen to the podcast, if you watch the podcast, and don't subscribe to the YouTube page, please subscribe to it. We need your help on that front. Um, and also subscribe to wherever you wherever else you actually listen to the podcast. So for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Another big recruiting weekend ahead. For LSU, which means another big weekend on TheBengalTiger.com. So we'll catch you guys next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening and stopping in. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.